Today's gospel lesson comes from the second chapter of Luke, verses 8 through 20. Would you listen with me for the word of God? In that region there were shepherds living in the fields, keeping watch over their flock by night. Then an angel of the Lord stood before them, and the glory of the Lord shone all around them, and they were terrified. But the angel said to them, Do not be afraid, for see, I am bringing you good news of great joy for all the people. To you is born this day in the city of David a Savior, who is the Messiah, the Lord. This will be a sign for you. You will find a child wrapped in bands of cloth and lying in a manger. And suddenly there was with the angel a multitude of the heavenly host, praising God and saying, Glory to God in the highest heaven, and peace on earth among those whom he favors. When the angels had left them and gone into heaven, the shepherds said to one another, Let us go now to Bethlehem and see this thing that has taken place, which the Lord has made known to us. And so they went with haste and found Mary and Joseph and the child lying in the manger. When they saw this, they made known what had been told them about this child, and all who heard it were amazed at what the shepherds told them. But Mary treasured these words and pondered them in her heart. The shepherds returned, glorifying and praising God for all they had heard and seen, just as it had been told to them. Friends, this is the word of God for the people of God. Thanks be to God. The Christmas story wouldn't be complete without the shepherds. Uh, The annual Christmas pageant wouldn't be complete without the shepherds. I hope you get a smile out of this as uh, we visit the skit guys once again as they portray the glory of Christmas and the role that the shepherds played in the annual Christmas pageant. And then we'll talk about them and the glory and the joy that was revealed to them. Take a look. This is the story of a ragtag bunch of church members who set out to perform a Christmas play and the director who tried his hardest to just keep it all together. The glory of Christmas. I am the longest running cast member of the Nativity Ensemble of our church. Well, I don't like to mention it, but I am a formally trained prodigy of the theater arts. Having Dan as part of our cast is fantastic. Lord, I am surely blessed beyond measure. Okay, uh, okay, good. Uh, let's, uh, let's just, let's do it again, but this time with more emotion, okay? Hey, I want you to Meryl Streep this up, okay? You got it. Dan thinks he's helping, but all he does is compare everything to Meryl Streep. Tony, I need you to channel your inner Meryl. My dear Mary, stop. It is... Just, I need to Meryl this over for a minute. Oh, this is no way to treat your actors. Meryl would have seen this and walked immediately. 
Really, Dan? Because this potato salad looks so merrill right now. Suddenly, the most splendiferous heavenly being appeared to my cohorts and me. Stick to the script, please. Okay, Joel, it's called the glory of Christmas. I think the shepherds deserve a little more poetic language, don't you think? It's the Bible, Dan. God may beg to differ with you. By day, I make a living as an accountant, a dedicated one. But a dedicated actor must lose themselves and fully become the character. Do you have any questions for me at all? Uh, what's that smell? Green pastures. Green pastures, Annette. I am so method. I haven't bathed in a month. You really need to take a bath. I can't. These shepherds were society's misfits. You know, they were... Sure, transfixed by um, a choir of angels, but also amazed that God had chosen them. They were the scrawny kid MPE, yeah, yeah. the uh, the nerd who went alone to the prom. Yeah, they were um, they were the Glee Club president twice. Yeah. They were the least of these. God asked me to be the keeper and the most important message that's ever been kept. To tell everyone that he sent the greatest gift ever, the Prince of Peace. The lowest in the land is given the highest honor. What's that smell? What does joy smell like? Well, perhaps in this pageant, they were able to tell by the actor that didn't take a bath for a month. But the message that he shared really has some truth to it, even though it came through the very humanness of his character. They were the lowest rung of society's ladder. They were the least of these. They were ones who lived out among the animals, and they didn't have a shower a day like we enjoy they would not be considered by many measures the kind of people that you would want to share the best news in the whole wide world. And yet, in the gospel, we find out that so many times the backwards is forwards and the forwards is backwards. And here in the Christmas message, we find the glory of the heavenly host, bursting into the darkness of that night 
and appearing first to the lowly shepherds. It is rather humbling to think that the Christmas story, God with us, Emmanuel, came first not to the presidents and the kings of the world, not to the famous and the wealthy, not to the known and the respected, not to the have-it-alls or know-it-alls, that the best news that this world has ever been given came first to the outcast, to the poor and the needy, the hungry and the oppressed. It came to the unknown, to the ones whom the world afforded no honor, to those whom society had no respect, to sheep herders eking out a living off the land, and then to foreigners, the magi, who didn't even believe in God. And the best is that he came to a young girl, an ordinary peasant girl from an ordinary peasant family to bear the Son of God. That's what joy looks like. God came and still does to the last, the least, and the lost and lifts them up to be the first, the most, and the discovered. Christmas comes, and it's good news, good news that is free for all, and it's free for us. Our Lord Emmanuel comes for each of us. He comes to those who have it all. He comes to those who have nothing. He comes to the whiners, the diners, the oppressed, the powerful, the broken, the healthy, the helpless, and the ones who should know better. He comes for the sinners and those who think they are not sinners. He comes for the little ones, the big ones, the old ones, and for those who cheat and have no conscience about it. And for those who are so squeaky, clean, honest, that they go overboard to not even throw a wrapper on the pavement. He comes for the prodigals, He comes for the self-righteous older sons. He comes for those with chips on their shoulders and for those who have shoulders broken from the weight of life's struggles. The gospel. It is so backwards at times. It is baffling. And yet when you think about it, it is such good news. We can talk about from ashes to fire, from rubble to rebuilding, from the last to the first, from condemnation to forgiveness, from poor to rich, from broken to healed, from one mile to two miles, from sinner to saint, from lost to found, from legalistic to grace-filled, from death to life, from ordinary to extraordinary, from abundance to sacrifice, from clutter to simplicity. We can go on and on, and I wish I could memorize that list. I could rattle it off really fast. But for those who have ears to hear, the message of the angelic host broke into the night For those who had nothing and those who had everything. 
that the good news might be shared, that a Savior is born, even Christ the Lord. I often speak in the benediction that I like to use that uh, happiness is a journey and not a destination. I use that a lot, don't I? Happiness is a journey and not a destination. Well, today in the theme of the day and in the gospel message of the declaration of the birth of Jesus Yes, happiness continues to be the journey, but the destination is joy. A joy that that wells up from deep within us. A joy wherein whether we have it all or we have nothing is one that captures us with a sense of satisfaction and contentment and emotional well-being. There is a difference between happiness and joy. Happiness might be an event, something that, 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 that makes you happy. Uh, and joy is more like that which we bring to the event, that whether we have happiness afforded to us or not, we have a spirit of joy. Someone said that happiness is like opening a gift on Christmas Day. It makes us happy. But like a lot of toys and a lot of tinsel, it breaks soon enough and lets us down or feels like water flowing through the fingers. It is fleeting. That can make us happy, that gift. And then by... In the spring, they become the garage sale items. And by next year, totally forgotten. Do you remember what you got last Christmas? But do you remember the joy that you felt with family gathered around you? With the feeling of contentment that God came for you? There is a joy which is unspeakable, hard to define, but which is there and can well up within us. It is a joy that is deep. It's it's, someone said it's like uh, happiness is like winning the lottery. Maybe say you won $10,000. Would that make you happy? Yeah, it would for a little bit. But you read the studies on the winners of the lottery, and even that is fleeting, and it doesn't fix who you are on the inside. Happiness might be winning the lottery, but joy is kind of like, as someone said, like working to build up a business, and through your sweat and your tears and risking it all, you make finally the first $10,000. That is so much more satisfying than if someone just hands it to you. And I would take it a step further. And to say that those who have created businesses and they got their first $10,000 and then lost it all, joy is that feeling of contentment 
that hard work and sweat equity can bring, that just handouts do not give. Happiness is a journey toward a spirit of joy. The woman at the well is, I think, a wonderful indication of a joy that comes deep from within. Jesus encounters her. He reads her life, and he knows all about her. And he says, I can give you a living water, a living water for which you will have to thirst no more. A living water that will well up within you to eternal life. And the woman looks at Jesus and said, give me this water out of the deep yearning of her heart and her heart breaks. And yet even she doesn't get it. Says, give me this water that I may no longer thirst and I may no longer have to come to this well to draw from it. So often we do miss the point. And we even take the angelic message as just a cute part of the story instead of a breaking into the reality of our pain and our lives and giving us a sense of fulfillment and peace. That's the joy I wish for you this season. I wish for you a joy that Adela Rogers St. John, who wrote, Some are born great. A joy that is a light that fills you with hope and faith and love. A joy of the Lord that comes after you, like the psalmist says, that your goodness and mercy pursue me. They come after me all the days of my life. That I may dwell in the house of the Lord forever. It comes after you. Like the angels who came to the the shepherds that night in the midst of, of their daily walk and broke into the darkness with angelic light and good news. It comes after you. The prophet Isaiah spoke about this joy when he talked about the the, the exiled people coming back to Jerusalem and reestablishing the kingdom that they knew. He likened it to a desert that burst forth with life out of the dryness and the heat of the day. When he said in Isaiah 35, the wilderness and the dry land shall be glad. The desert shall rejoice and blossom. The crocus, like the crocus, it shall blossom abundantly and rejoice with joy and singing. The glory of Lebanon shall be given to it, the majesty of Carmel and Sharon, and they shall see the glory of the Lord, the majesty of our God. And the ransomed of the Lord shall return And come to Zion with singing. Everlasting joy shall be upon their heads. They shall obtain joy and gladness. It comes after you like a desert that bursts into full bloom. The psalmist also said uh, in chapter 4, I like this, this reading, when he writes, Thou hast put more joy in my heart than they have when their grain and wine abound. 
A bin full of grain can bring you happiness. A jar full of wine can make you glad. But God, you have put more joy into my life than any of that can provide. Or as the Message Bible says, I have God's more than enough in my life. More joy in one ordinary day than they get in all of their shopping sprees. At the day's end, I am ready for a sound sleep. For you, O God, have put my life back together. That's the joy that I wish for you this day. A joy first declared by angels. A joy that was again declared on resurrection morning when death was turned into life and an angel of the Lord came and with a great earthquake rolled back the stone. His likeness was like lightning and his robes dazzling white. And he declared, he is not here. He is not dead. He has risen. That's the joy of the Lord that I hope will be your strength this season. So that when you go into the bathroom first thing in the morning and you look into the mirror, you can see yourself as God sees you. No more, no less. As a beautiful person that is totally forgiven and has the embrace of of God himself and that he can give you a song in your heart, a melody that will accompany you as you face all of life's situations and there's no presents and there's no tinsel and there's no Christmas trees and artificial light that can come close to that feeling that you have within. I pray that you will have that this season, that in the midst of this challenging day that we will have the joy of the Lord welling up within us. You know, I've heard uh, uh, people say uh, on Facebook or in a text or on a phone call, guess what? I tested negative. Can you imagine the joy and the elation? Maybe that comes close to what it feels like to have the joy of the Lord. And blessed are those who have that joy within them even when they test positive. May that joy find you this season and may it be as the psalmist declared, your cup running over with a goodness and mercy that is out of this world. That's the story that the shepherds told as they went back to their fields. That's the story that has reverberated down through history now and meets us once again. May it be your story again this season. Amen. Amen.